0: Welcome to the Be Kind podcast with your host Joe Kirchner, presented by the Animal Advocates of South Central Pennsylvania.
1: Welcome everybody to the Be Kind podcast, part of the Animal Advocates' mission to create a more compassionate world for all living creatures. Whether those creatures are named Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, or Michelangelo, which. All happening to be the names of my favorite Renaissance artists. Just kidding. Don't like any Renaissance artists. <laughs> Whoa! A art what a plot <laughs> twist. Oh man. But what those are the names of are my favorite cartoon or three D anime for you newbies out there. <laughs> Ninja turtles. Because today I am joined by Seth and John, and we are going to talk entirely too much. Get way too excited about turtles. Turtles.
2: So turtle Seth, power.
1: <laughs> this is your brainchild. Why are we talking about turtles?
2: Because turtles rule. I mean, I I think a lot of people don't think a lot about turtles. You know, it's like there's these animals that live around us. Um, They're out there. You might see them crossing the road and you're like, oh, a turtle. But have you ever stopped and looked at a turtle and thought about a turtle? They're extraordinary.
1: Usually only when I'm playing Mario and then I usually jump on their shells.
2: Mm, Don't actually jump on a turtle shell. John has a lovely vintage uh koopa paratroopa
0: that's right yeah, from this 1989 cabinet. i hate to say this it's right. not vegan but it's from mcdonald's right but hey i was i was dumb episode over yeah. Done. <laughs> it's like seven years old when this came out so sorry right. but uh yeah i have that
2: quality stuff we've all had turtles in our lives the ninja turtles as you mentioned and you know if you look at these these marvelous little guys and gals with their shells and their tiny adorable tails and their noses that are just holes (laughs) i mean they're extraordinarily interesting little creatures and i just you know i i usually about once a year i have a different new favorite animal but right now i'm on the turtle train and I'm driving it all the way home. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you on it. I am one of the passengers.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, because early on when I started my turtle di- turtle addiction, I, I dragged John along with me to <laughs> turtle school.
0: You were really trying to find people, and everyone was kind of like, no. And I was like, you know what? I need to do this, because I this is epic, because I like turtles. And, and I went with you, and it was it was uh, quite interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, so it's we're at a park that remains to be named. We're not going to... Because it's a great park with great programs. Absolutely. And they put on a, a program of uh, come and learn about turtles, and...
0: I don't think I learned much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, thought yeah. I, I mean, I learned that I love turtles more. Right. But the person that was doing it was really... She didn't really know a whole lot of what she was doing, and like the information was coming in, but it was like (laughs) it was wasn't delivered well. So So she wasn't a professional teacher. No, no, no.
2: But we did. We can say we went to to turtle
0: school. We can. Yeah. And Seth, where did this love of
1: turtles come from? I mean, (laughs) I've known you for a while, and this love of turtles just seemed to have blossomed. I don't want to say nowhere because obviously came from somewhere, but. Yeah, where did it all start?
2: Well, like I said, like about once a year, I, I kind of fixate on a different animal. And I don't know what it is. Like Something will just occur to me. I'll just look at an animal. Like, a couple years ago, I spent a lot of time and effort loving slugs. Uh, I don't know where it came from. You know, I don't know why. And I still love slugs, don't get me wrong. And uh, I've gone through an owl phase. Uh, currently, donkeys are kind of button heads with turtles in my life. Okay. Yeah, I you know, it's just... I am fascinated by the animals that we live with on this planet. And every now and then, you know, when you say a word over and over and you're like, oh, that word sounds weird or it's like unique. Well, every now and then I'll look at an animal and it'll it'll occur to me for the first time what this animal actually is. Like, oh my gosh, this this lives here on this planet with us. And I've never really thought about this animal. And I've become enamored with
1: it. I feel like we need to clarify language a little bit here. So turtles and tortoises, two different things,
2: correct? Correct. That's what that's my understanding.
1: I did a little research on this, so that was a rhetorical question. I knew <laughs> the answer before I asked it. So turtles are the ones we typically think of, which are more of the aquatic water based turtles. And that's not to say only sea turtles are turtles. The ones you see on land that have kind of claw-ish, almost paddle-like hands that are the ones you see crossing the road a lot. Those are turtles, too. But then also turtles are sea turtles, which only have fins. Mm. But then tortoises are the ones are almost predominantly on land. And I'm having a vague subconscious memory of them actually being able to swim as well. Citation needed. But <laughs> they're predominantly the giant turtle, giant tortoises. <laughs>
2: Turtle-looking thing.
1: Yes. yes. Or maybe turtles are tortoise-looking things. Who knows?
2: Man, you're dropping a bomb on me there. Although <laughs> I will say, I don't really, I mean, I don't discriminate, man. I love all those things because they're all, they're all like the same kind of fascinating.
1: Yeah. So uh, we may accidentally call a tortoise a turtle, but so please don't email us and tell us we're to, or you could, it'd be nice to get an email from somebody. So if you're really, <laughs> or from a turtle
2: or cool. from a turtle. If you are a turtle out there listening, please email us.
1: <laughs> yes. We'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> 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 so, uh anything more about turtle school before I talk a little bit about my childhood love of turtles.
0: Now, I know we were talking trash a little bit, but it was cool in the aspect that there were a couple turtles there. Yeah,
2: there's there sure were.
0: I, I couldn't tell you what they were called because everything was happening so randomly and just Right. But they were awesome and I got to take a picture of a couple of them, so that was yeah. cool.
1: If anyone wants to go listen to our last episode when we were at Peaceful Follow at that event at which we were recording that episode, there was a turtle, and it was
2: amazing. It was amazing. That turtle, Cheyenne is her name, is one of the things that really cemented my turtle, you know, I don't know, whatever it is.
0: It kind of sealed the deal for this episode, really, because mm. you had just seen a turtle and you are like, we should do an episode about turtles, yeah. and here we are. So it did kind of like, you know, put that
2: together. It did. I'm, I love Cheyenne so much. Mm-hmm.
0: So
1: I love the sea turtles. The ones with the big fins that only live in the ocean but can shimmy onto land and do their thing. So in preparation for this episode, I got to relive my childhood and research turtles. And leatherback turtles, the largest turtles around, they can be up to 2,000 pounds. And as the name would suggest, their back is not a hard shell but more of a leathery one. Mm. So to a curveball at you not all turtles have super hard shells Though before i go too much on leatherback turtles seth what's the deal with shells are they bones skins organs are they
2: so well my understanding of it which is limited but the 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 shells are living tissue so they're not they're not bones per se They're, they're like um it's almost like a skin so and that's uh, one of the main reasons not to, to paint a turtle... I mean, there's plenty of good reasons. Like, don't be a crazy human being, but um, when you paint a turtle shell, um, it can sort of um, prevent them from absorbing oxygen, like like if you were to paint a human being's skin.
1: Like in Goldfinger. Yes, James Bond exactly.
2: Goldfinger. Exactly like in James Bond Goldfinger. So, yeah, it prevents their, their body from absorbing oxygen, but it can also... Um, prevent them from absorbing enough sunlight and makes them too visible to predators. There's all kinds of reasons not to paint a turtle shell, but it's all also because it's, it's just like living hard tissue.
0: Right. And we actually learned that in turtle school school. So you were talking trash. (laughs) We were, we were, I mean, yeah, again, we did learn a couple of things, but, yeah, I mean, that was one of the things. And also, they can live a very long time. Some can live up to over 100 years. Oh, yeah,
2: for sure. I think some of the ones you looked up, probably.
1: Yeah, tortoises can live hundreds and hundreds of years. It wasn't one of the longest living living creatures was a tortoise, I mm-hmm. believe.
2: Yeah because so they move so slow. Yep.
1: Their met- metabolism is very low, <laughs> so they are able to live off very little for very long.
2: I'll have more interesting things about their slow metabolism later on in the show.
1: Well, I need to get back to my, yes. one of my first loves, Leatherback Turtles. So they are huge, and they start out so teeny tiny, (laughs) so tiny. And one of my earliest childhood memories was these beaches where these leatherback turtles would go on the beach, and there'd be lots of turtles laying these little nests of eggs, and they would all hatch at once. And all the little turtles would do a mad dash to the water, because nature's pretty smart. Every animal would think and figure out that, hey, around this time of the year, there'll be a really awesome day where all these scrumptious <laughs> snacks come out of the sand and we can eat them. Mm-hmm. So it's just mad rush to try and get there, because they're slow, so they lay a bunch of eggs to increase their chances of survival, and this gets to the ethical quandary where I was watching it, and depending on what documentary you are watching, I watched multiple documentaries on turtles, because I'm a huge dork, and some of the people would try and move the baby turtles into the ocean and save them from the seagulls and cats and wild dogs and stuff that would eat them and other people say no that's let nature do its course and i think the latter probably would be more in the right than the former though i'd have to look at all the circumstances to see what role human and environmental impact would be playing in all that but it's still such a edge on your seat thing watching all these turtles make a mad dash because Leatherback turtles specifically, they would lay up to 500 eggs every season, which would be a couple months of them beaching themselves up on the sand, shimmying all kind of really be inefficient with their movements because they're sea turtles, not sand turtles. Right. Which would be awesome if there were sand turtles. Are there sand turtles? Probably. Look that up, probably. <laughs> yeah. There I'm should sure. Be, if there isn't, yeah. let's make it happen. So they would shimmy up and dig little holes, lay a hundred eggs, go back, and they'd do that four or five times every nesting season and then all the eggs would hatch at once. The thing is 85% of those eggs actually aren't viable. They're just there to throw off people who find the nest ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So it's all just a numbers game for these turtles.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was so cool to do that and look at all these turtles again. Because Another thing that I don't mention too much ever is I used to scuba dive all the time. And the How about that? Florida Keys and the Caribbean, all those places. And it was so cool to see turtles and sometimes you got to see the turtles have sex. And that was
0: What?
1: That was a glorious experience.
0: Whoa. Whoa. That's that's I had no idea that you did that.
1: <laughs> that's kind of amazing. It was I don't know how it work... <laughs> I, cause, you, you
2: you made John and I speechless.
1: You did because they'd be on top of each other, and I didn't see the anatomy, so I don't know how the bits reached. Right, each other. right. I yeah, the imagine there's some extra there. things, some strange yeah. things. Yeah. Or maybe it's a numbers game too, where they kind of just shotgun it out into the <laughs> water and hope it lands. <laughs> oh boy! Oh Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, you know, yeah, it's this nature, people. Yeah. Okay, there's no denying. You know, what happens out there?
1: So that was my leatherback sea turtle journey. And then I went the other route to the turtles I was always scared of because I used to camp a lot too. And there'd be rivers and ponds and puddles and streams and creeks. And I'd watch all these nature documentaries. I'm realizing just now, I watched a crap load of nature documentaries. Sounds like it. There used to be a show where there'd be a 3D animated gecko with a white background. And you'd go around showing you the magical world of animals. I have to look that up. Because that was a great show. I used to get to stay up a half an hour later to watch it on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Wow. Oh, my God, how to remember all this. Anyway, so on one of those episodes, they talk about snapping turtles. And so I did some research, and they, the scariest kind is an alligator snapping turtle. Mm-hmm. And then, unlike our good friends, the leatherback sea turtles, their back is decidedly not leathery and really hard with points and looks kind of evil-looking. Was it never-ending story where
0: there was the giant scary turtle? I wouldn't say he was scary. Yeah. He, was kinda, he was pretty calm, actually. He, he's Except chill. when he sneezed. Yeah,
2: don't get near that sneeze.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> They kind of look like
1: that, where there's big jacks yeah. all crusty looking. Mm-hmm. They got the beak that's really sharp. They have, to contradict your earlier statement, Seth, a very long tail on these
2: snappers. Oh, no, no, you're right. Yeah. No, but that's just the snapper. Yes. Yes, most turtles have the tiny tail. And that was also in my research, Joe. Oh,
1: well, <laughs> you should have gone first. <laughs> and so they will bury in the shallow water. And something I learned during my research now is that if they're in the water, they don't really care. They'll just swim away. It's only when they're on land where they'll try and bite your fingers and toes off. Yeah. So if. You don't really have to worry too much about wading through a creek about snapping turtles, which would have been great to know when I was a young little boy scout camper back in the day. But another thing I learned about them is they actually have a little lure in their mouth that they'll hang out there and dangle. And then people come and try and eat it and then they'll eat the fish. And turtles, so cool. Such great creatures, just so fascinating. And it was so much fun to do that kind of research. So that was my rambling about my turtle memories and turtle experiences.
2: Well, I don't have a lot of turtle experience, per se, just an appreciation. You, you seem to have been around the block with turtles.
1: You could say that. I've actually been a turtle myself.
2: <laughs> True story. What does this refer to?
1: At back in the day, a mere three or four years ago, depending on which way you round, I worked for an organization called Big Brothers Big Sisters of York and Adams Counties, and we had an event called the York Turtle Derby. And I have no shame. So, to promote this event, I dressed up as a turtle and walked around downtown York City dancing with people to Backstreet Boys Everybody, which I stand by is a shockingly great song that is pretty fun to dance to. And that video
0: still exists out
1: there in the internet
0: by the way i was a part of this i i was actually the videographer for this but it was extremely hot that day i don't know how you didn't pass out i like the heat <laughs> apparently because you were like dancing like a maniac and it was kind of impressive just gotta say that's
1: actually one of the first times john and i ever interacted so it's that true. was the start <laughs> really the yeah
2: oh wow yeah how about that <laughs> Hmm.
1: Turtles are bringing us all together. <laughs> they do. They'll
2: do that. Absolutely.
1: And the event was dumping 2,000 rubber turtles into a creek, and they would race. And the winners would get a cash prize or something else that I forget now because brain space.
2: <laughs> what else we got here, uh, Joe? You got anything on your list there? You uh, get, you I, talk,
1: I have a little bit about exploitation of turtles. Well, that's, I,
2: that's important stuff.
1: Yeah, because... As vegans, we need to be depressing at all times and always be downers. (laughs) In terms of the scale of the exploitation of turtles, it's not quite as overwhelmingly soul-crushingly depressing as other more common forms of animal exploitation like pigs or cows or chickens, but still there is a place called the Cayman Turtle Farm that has about almost 10,000 endangered green sea turtles where they farm them for meat to put in various exotic dishes that a lot of people enjoy like stews and things like that. And these turtles are raised in bad conditions a lot like fish farms where they put them in cramped spaces and disease and things spread really quickly. There's aggression between the turtles. Just not good stuff. But the annoying part is we went on their website before this and they're all about tourism and getting people there. Come say hi to the turtles. Check them out. Depressingly well done website too from a nerdy marketing (laughs) perspective.
2: Yeah, it did look very professional and inviting.
1: And there are several campaigns out there to close this farm down, which we'll put links to in the show notes so everyone can go ahead and be a part of those campaigns and save these endangered green sea turtles. But that was the biggest thing I could find in terms of exploitation of turtles. We did some cursory research on the breeding of turtles and all really found that it was a thing. I don't know how big a thing it is because we didn't go that far.
2: Well, I mean, at the bottom line, I mean, just like with, with fishes or anything, don't buy a turtle at a pet store. Because it's just like any other animal, it just is gonna encourage the breeding of turtles. I mean, you don't think these pet stores are going out and finding turtles that need homes. Like, so obviously if, if there's a market like in a commercial store like that, there it's it's being exploited. Yeah, so there's there's a turtle breeder somewhere where turtles are not living their best lives.
1: And Transitioning that to turtles as pets is something we've talked about with fishes and birds. And it's complicated because if a turtle's in a bad condition where it's either going to die or be a pet, we assume it wants to be a pet. And I think we could probably assume that's correct, that turtles would rather live as a pet than die.
2: Well, I assume they'd rather live as a pet than die, but I would assume, I know, they'd rather live free and wild than as a pet.
1: Yes, because turtles typically live in large bodies of water where they have free roam, can go anywhere, and people treat them almost like ornaments where they'll just sit them in a little glass cage and not take them out, not feed them the right things, not take them to the vet or anything. They'll treat them almost how they would treat fish, which we talked about in another episode, is not giving credit to the complexity and uniqueness of these species that we just think are simple objects for us to use because they're cool looking. And so, again, don't buy trolls as pets. But if you are in a position to save one from suffering by keeping it in your home and loving and giving it the conditions and resources it needs to thrive, then kudos to you.
2: Sure. I mean, and if there's a turtle that's been raised in captivity and has not been raised in the wild, it it's might actually be better for that turtle for it to be a, a companion animal. But you just want to provide as much space and as quality of a life for it as you can. And I'm sure there's turtles out there. There are turtle sanctuaries that have rescued turtles that you could adopt from. And those turtles would probably love your home.
1: And that's really all the research I did for this episode. I could, I'm sure I have thoughts on some of your research. So, Seth, lay it on us.
2: Let me uh, at least uh, reach right back into yours real quick. As far as uh, turtles as food, you're right that it is, well, I don't know if you said that it was mostly in... Some Asian countries like China and Malaysia, places like that. But people in America do eat turtle. There's turtle soup and you know various uses that people have for turtle. And they're, they're not just eating it, though. They're exploiting yeah, it. Yeah, they're exploiting That's it. That's the word. Yeah. Using
0: their re- making them in the resources. For example, like they can make wallets out of them mm. and stuff like that. So... You know, it's like whatever they can use their body parts for, they'll find a way. It's just yeah.
2: So yeah, just we just need to be aware that there's it's more than just cows and pigs and chickens. People are farming and exploiting just about every animal they can.
1: Oh, I was just brought back another childhood memory. Ever seen Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea?
2: I have, but not recently enough to remember. They have a guitar made out of a turtle. Oh, see, Mm. yeah, see, nothing's sacred anymore. Jiminy
1: Christmas. Gosh darn it, Captain Nemo.
2: But on more lighthearted topics, see, I was interested in looking up and learning about some of the more practical things that we may encounter in our everyday lives here in central Pennsylvania with turtles. And I know a lot of us like to help the turtle cross the road. I mean, why did the turtle cross the road?
0: To get the shell out of here. Oh!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. That, that jokes. That's John. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think a lot of people know the basics of helping a turtle cross the road. Like you see a turtle in the road. A lot of people know to put it in the direction it was heading. That's kind of like the, the, your basic helping a turtle cross the road. But there are maybe a few more subtle or advanced things about helping a turtle cross the road you should know. Number one, listen, you ain't helping any turtle cross the road if you're dead. Okay, so the first thing is be safe. Because I know me personally, I have helped turtles cross the road in some ridiculously dangerous ways. Like I see it, and it's usually on a back road where I don't know, and it's curvy. And so I'm yanking my car over, jumping out, running up to the turtle, because I'm like, got to save the turtle, got to save the turtle. Be safe, pull your car over in a sensible place. I know you want to save that turtle, but you aren't saving any turtles if you're dead.
1: I was going to ask. Who is jumping into moving traffic to save a turtle across the road? And then you just answer uh,
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I guarantee you people listening to this are identifying with what I'm saying. Yeah. Frankly, shame on you for not, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's my vegan card. <laughs> yeah, yeah give, it, give it up. Okay, so you want to be safe, move the turtle the direction they were heading. Now, here's the deal. A lot of people know this. Maybe some don't. Don't pick the turtle up by the tail. So a lot of people want to do that because they are they don't want the turtle to get it. They don't want to get bitten by the turtle or whatnot. So they're going to be as far away from the head as possible. The turtle's tail is connected directly to its spine. Mm-hmm. So you pick that turtle up, and it's going to dangle, and its full body weight is going to be on it. And you're almost certainly going to injure it incredibly seriously. So what you want to do is grab it by the middle of the shell, In, unless it's a snapping turtle, but we'll come to that later and how you identify it and what you do, but pick it up by the middle of the shell and just walk it in the direction that it was heading and just sit it right on the other side of the road. It knows where it wants to go. It's not mistaken. It's heading there for a reason. If you don't put it in the direction it was going, you're just going to make its life more complicated. And it, it and it's, God forbid you put it on the other side of the road it wasn't heading in, it's going to cross the road again. So, Sit it in the direction it was heading. Don't pick it up by its tail. And a lot of people I have found, if they're moving a turtle for whatever reason, and there's some body of water nearby, they think the turtle wants to go to the water. So they'll move it to the banks of a stream or a pond or whatnot. Just move it as close to where it was going. It knows what it was doing. Not every turtle is automatically heading to the water. One last little tidbit here. If you find yourself in a position to allow this turtle to cross the road unassisted. So for instance, you're on a back country road and you you've got a good view of, you know, where cars are coming and you know that there's not really any cars coming and you can just sort of stand guard and let the turtle do it itself. The less that you can interact with this turtle the better for it because we, you know, turtles are very sensitive kind of mysterious animals. And every time that we interact with it, especially moving it, picking it up, it, it. there can be all consequences we're not aware of. So if you can just sort of be a steward for the turtle crossing the road, that's the best option.
1: So when you touch turtles, salmonella, question mark?
2: Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Do you? Uh,
1: something that came up with is that you got to be careful when you touch turtles because they may have salmonella. Mm. So maybe... Most people have hand sanitizer all the time now, so if you touch a turtle doing what Seth was saying, go ahead and throw some of that on make sure you don't touch your mouth or eyes or anything.
0: Because I've never had salmonella, but... I I, would imagine it's not a good experience. Yeah, But but
2: this is a good policy anytime you're touching a wild animal. That's true. Now, let's talk about helping a snapping turtle cross the road. Because here in Pennsylvania, we do have plenty of snapping turtles. We do. Joe, can you talk a little bit about how you would identify a snapping turtle?
1: Well an astute listener may recall from my statement about 20 minutes ago that <laughs> <laughs> snappy turtles typically have very hard shells that are fairly almost spiky looking. They're almost segmented into little like triangle pyramid shapes.
2: Serrated would be another word I would use. As
1: that is a fantastic word. Thank you, Seth. Wow. And they have very long tails, and they also have almost claw-like hands. Is yeah. that the right
0: word? Hands, hands feet, hands. paws. Talons? Talons?
2: Maybe? Mm. I don't know. Johns? Yeah. <laughs> Footy Johns?
1: Appendages. <laughs> <laughs> and they have almost beak-like, almost very pointed-like mouths that have a little hook on them, too. Mm-hmm. And so a good rule of thumb is if it looks like a turtle can bite you and hurt you, be very careful and do what Seth is going to say right now.
2: Right, because all the other species of turtles in Pennsylvania do not look menacing. So, if you see a turtle that looks menacing, like Joe just described, it's a snapping turtle. And, in addition to everything Joe just said about them, you might not notice this to look at them at first, but they have long necks that can move fast. So, unlike all the other kinds of turtles that who don't have long, fast necks, this turtle can actually, and will, bite you. And it'll hurt. It's not it's serious business. So... But there's still very good ways to move these turtles if you see one trying to cross the road. First of all, you can pick it up. Don't pick it up by the tail, like any other turtle, but don't pick it up by the middle of the shell either because it's going to reach you and it's going to get you.
1: Wait, so, its neck can go that far, right? around? Yeah. They have very long necks. Yeah, that will do terrifying. terrifying. Yes. Yeah.
2: You can pick them up by the back of the shell, sort of like right above their rear legs, their footy johns. So you can grab the back of that shell. And, um, and now the problem with these snapping turtles can get really big. And so they also get really heavy. So it might be hard for you to, to carry them like this across the road. So one of the more common methods I've seen, just about everyone's got floor mats in their car. Okay. So you see this, you see the snapping turtle, get out a floor mat from your car, sit it right in front of the turtle. Now, if it doesn't walk onto it, pick it up by the back of the shell, just like I said, sit it on the mat. Now, grab the back of the floor mat. Don't grab the front of the floor mat, you crazy person. Just grab the back of it. And then turn around and drag it backwards. Drag it backwards across the road. Now, don't forget, turn it back around so it's facing the way it was going. Okay. Then you can pick it up by the back of the shell again, right above those footy jaws, and move it off the mat. Take the mat. Okay, so now you've moved the snapping turtle. That's one good way of doing it.
0: But also be careful though, because their back, Paul, their back, mm. whatever yeah. you just call, right, booty right. johns, booty <laughs> johns, John. <laughs> johns. Uh, they are also very sharp. So keep that in mind I too just when you're keep thinking you're giving that turtle a magic carpet ride. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I've actually watched a few videos of people doing this, and it is adorable. There's this big old grumpy looking turtle getting this ride across the road but no what what you bring up is a very important point john because their feet can still get you Mm -hmm. so one of the things i read is that they recommend like if you've got gloves wear gloves but you might not have gloves so like if you've got like an extra shirt or you just want to take your shirt off or something and like just um wrap some sort of cloth around your hands while you're doing this too
0: what if you are hiking though and you don't have a car mat well you can so this
2: is a Excellent question to which I have an answer. So you could pick it up by the back of the shell, right? Turn around so that you're kind of moving backwards and slowly sort of drag it so its front feet are on the ground and you're just sort of like... Gently dragging it backwards across the road, like a
1: reverse wheelbarrow. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just picturing some guy <laughs> with his <laughs> shirt off in the middle of the road,
0: dragging a turtle around. Oh man. Yeah. It, it, it would be. It would be kind of weird, for sure. <laughs> right. But I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's the safest way. If you, that's your options, that's what you got to do. You got a lot of notes here. I mean, I'm a note taker. We're man.
1: 33 minutes in, and we've touched one page of set
2: notes. <laughs> 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 here we go. Uh, well, no. See, I already talked about the painted shell. I did want to uh, address a, a little bit more about if you find a, a turtle with a painted shell. Has, have you guys ever seen this?
1: I know there are turtles called painted. Right. That,
0: con- that really
2: that makes confusing. a Google search very difficult. Right. Me.
0: There was some TV show. It was like a British comedy where they painted a shell. And I was like, why is that happening?
2: Yeah, it's a thing. I don't know if people do it much anymore. But when I was growing up, I grew up like close to a stream. And we would find turtles, you know, occasionally. We didn't. I never did anything with them. But you would find turtles that, like, people would like write write paint, their names and stuff on it, like on it or, put
0: graffiti of some sort on it. Yeah, you know? yeah.
2: Because they, I guess, they think it's harmless because they right. think it's the shell like a, you know, not an important thing. But yes, we, so we talked about why that's bad for the turtle. Mostly, like the the being more visible to predators is really an important thing. Yeah. Yeah, like their shells are that color for a reason. Right. You know, and now people you're putting a bright white paint on it and yeah, that's that's really going to cut down that turtle's lifespan. Yeah. So, but if you find a turtle with paint on it or if you have a pet turtle that you happened to paint at some point in time, you can remove the paint. If you know what paint it is, like what what kind of base it is, you just remove it the way you would remove that paint from anything. But you just got to be really careful because a lot of that stuff's corrosive and toxic, so you've got to just do it a little bit at a time, take your time. Or the best bet, really, take that turtle to a vet, a veterinarian. They'll take care of it. They'll take care of it. They'll sedate the turtle, and they'll take care of it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's that's the deal with that. I thought
1: of something talking about pet turtles that I failed to mention when I was talking. But if you have a pet turtle and for some reason you think you're just going to release it into the wild, that's bad because the turtle will probably get killed because it's been living in a small glass tank its whole life. It has no idea how to be in the wild world of turtle land. Right. But also, turtles are a shockingly invasive species. They're one of the top invasive species in North America. And I know firsthand, where I grew up in a small little town of Cranberry, New Jersey, some jamoke had some turtles, and he got sick of taking care of these turtles because, again, they live a really long time. And so he released them into the nearby creek, Brainerd Lake, and they had a Field day and now there are so many turtles in that creek and they eat all the fishes and it's just not a good look for the natural ecosystem. So even though they seem slow and harmless, they can harm some things and really mess up the natural order.
2: Yeah. You yeah, just because they're slow, you know, that they're, they're gonna move around, they'll spread out, they'll fill up you know, a whole ecosystem.
0: One other thing I do want to bring up because you keep saying it—they are slow sometimes, mm-hmm. but there's some that can get really fast. That's true.
2: That is a fact. Yeah, like
0: really fast, <laughs> like like 15 mile per hour fast, oh, like man. some of them. That's that pretty would,
2: quick. That would freak my brain.
0: Yeah, I've seen some, and they're like pretty decent sized turtles too. All right, guys, how many species of turtle do you think are in Pennsylvania? 124. I don't. Species. I don't know how many uh, turtles there are in Pennsylvania, but I imagine it's a lot. It's only 13. 13 Really? 13 13 different species. species Wow, we. There's
2: 14, but one of them is not native to Pennsylvania. So there's 13 native Pennsylvania
0: species. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. One of
2: them, of course, is the snapper. Right. So only three of them are really common. Okay. You've got the box turtle. That's really. If you see a turtle, it's probably a box turtle.
0: That I did know.
2: And then the painted turtle, which you talked about, not actually painted, Painted. but it's just called the painted turtle. The only real way you're going to know the difference between that and the box, well, the box is a little bit more of, it's a little more domed, whereas the painted is a little less domed. But really, the painted is is like black, like it's really black. The box turtle can look black, uh, but it's not going to be like this, like black as night thing. So anyway, so the box, the painted, and the snapper, those are your three main ones. The other ones are, like, really rare to actually encounter, especially in south-central Pennsylvania. But did you know, though, that the box turtle is the only terrestrial turtle we have? So it's the, the box turtle doesn't, doesn't mess with water. At all. Well, it'll drink it. Right. But it doesn't go in
0: it. Yeah, it's not a vampire. No.
2: <laughs> no, it does not. Well, I mean, it's probably capable of swimming
0: but it does it doesn't have much so that of makes me wonder is it more of a
2: tortoise then? Well, if you look up like types of turtles, like there there are other terrestrial mm-hmm. species, but it, they are in the minority. So I mean, I don't just at the quick glance that I took it looked like it was like a 80-20 kind of thing. Like 80% of turtles are aquatic turtles. Right. Like that which doesn't mean that they only live in the water, of course. Any turtle can like walk on land. Right. But most turtle species, it appears, are aquatic. Right. But they all lay their eggs on land. All Every turtle in the world lays its eggs on land. Leatherback
1: turtle lays its eggs on land.
2: Boom. See? This is proves my point. Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another big reason. You do not want to move a turtle to water for some reason, because especially here in central Pennsylvania, probably a box turtle, it's got no interest in water other than drinking it. Now, eggs though. I do want to talk a little bit about eggs.
1: You mean the soft or hard turtle eggs? Turtle eggs are actually sometimes soft, so they'd be very pliable with their shells because they have to be super small because they have to go out through the shell, so there's not a whole lot of room for them to
2: ejaculate out? Is that the right word? Mm, I I think it'd be more like just just Letting exit. An egg? Just exit out. Exit? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> look at John with the pun. Dude, you're
1: on fire. Yeah. Yep. Mhm. Mm. So that was the two notes I had about turtle eggs, so I'll stop talking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so my my only thing is if you find a turtle nest or, I mean, turtle eggs, like in your yard or in some sort of area that you're in charge of, first of all, the mom's not coming back, okay? That's that's just how it works. So she, she lays the eggs. And dips out. Boom, she's gone. Then you, you're faced with a conundrum quite like Joe brought up earlier. Like you could just leave these eggs alone. And let nature take its course. You know, there might be some uh, foxes or raccoons or, you know, whatever that come around and they're going to eat those eggs and that's, you know, that's how things go. But if you want to protect these eggs, and really I would have no idea how to tell you how to make this sort of moral choice, you just put some sort of fencing over it. You know, you can get like, uh, you know, like this, uh, you know, like the type of fencing you would use to put around like a garden or something with an opening that's big enough for tiny little turtles to crawl out of whenever they hatch, but is not going to let in a larger predator. Because I personally, personally know someone who moved eggs close to water, and I told that person, "Hey, that was probably bad, because that that mama turtle laid them where she wanted them." Right. You know who knows why? What's going to happen in this new place you move? Don't move the turtle eggs. If you want to protect them, protect them. If you want to let nature take its course, go for it. Don't run them over with your lawnmower. That's all I have to say about that. All right, now, now check this out, guys, because I know what I've said so far maybe wasn't fully fascinating, but have you ever thought about what the turtles do in the winter?
1: Don't they just sleep? They bury uh, underground and sleep yeah, the whole they, time? Yeah, I always thought they hibernated.
2: Well, that's these are very interesting and very close to the real answer. So they do a thing that's, a lot like hibernating, but it's not hibernating. It's called brumating, which is what most reptiles do. Okay. So hibernating is what like a warm-blooded animal like a bear does, where they basically go into like a form of almost suspended animation or like a coma, but they have to continue creating their own body heat and energy through their own body's, you know, workings, which is why they eat so much beforehand. So a bear you know, fills its belly up like big time and then is in hibernation mode. But a turtle is cold-blooded. So it doesn't have to worry about continuing its energy throughout the winter. Its body temperature is whatever the temperature is around it. So they brumate. So what what this basically means is it's just chilling the whole time. Now, Aquatic turtles, here's the interesting thing about aquatic turtles, though. They're going to want to be underwater the entire time because the water is much more stable temperature than the air. But they're made to breathe oxygen.
1: I was going to ask. Wait, don't turtles have to breathe?
2: Yeah, here's where the fascination comes. They are going to filter the oxygen out of the water through their butts. Really? Truly and legitimately. I've verified it multiple places. Wow. They will let water come into their... Butt cavity. It will filter out the. You know how water is it's got oxygen in it, right? H two O. Oh, that's the O in the H two O. They're they're somehow they're equipped with it's something like in there. Butt gills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they kind of got butt gills in a way.
1: <laughs> Don't try this at home, kids. No.
2: <laughs> yeah. So they they'll stay under there as long as possible because of the temperature right uh, aside from terrestrial turtles like the box turtle still brumates but it like buries itself on not not really underground but like under like refuse like mm-hmm. leaves or something and <clears throat> so they just hang out there be as still as they can throughout the winter now they will if they, they'll move around like you might see a turtle in the winter it doesn't mean anything's wrong with it it's just like something is happened, and it's brumation, and it's moving around for some reason. But, yeah, the aquatic turtles will breathe through their butts underwater for as long as possible. That's incredible. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, wow. right? I told you I had fascinating stuff there. Almost all turtles are omnivores. Almost all. There's a couple vegetarians, and there's a couple all carnivores, which does include our snapping turtle is a carnivore.
1: That's okay. Do you, nature. You <laughs> do do right. your thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. John? T H B and Ninja Turtles and Koopas. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask for your opinion on those iconic characters from retro nerdy land.
0: I love them all. I always. It's funny because we always play games when we're. when we were hanging out together we're not podcasting and most of the time we're playing Mario let's be honest and sometimes I do feel a little bad like stomping on turtles you know because it's like they're just trying to live their lives man. they're not even like coming after you like in an aggressive way well except for the you know Bowser's kids they're they're a little aggressive but like the koopa troopers they're just minding their own business like floating up and down or just like walking around and then you're like stomping on them like just moving left yeah i know they're (laughs) just (laughs) so sometimes i feel a little bad about that but that's okay because ninja turtles are out there beating up people that are trying to stomp on them so eating pizza (laughs) being up 'er ne'er-do-wells yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) now now, Joe, you I don't you probably don't have an answer to this, but maybe you do. I, I don't know. What's your favorite Ninja Turtle?
0: You know, everyone always went for Michelangelo, but I'm going to go with Donatello. Donatello, because he's he's so yeah, because he's like inventing things and like he's an awesome turtle. He just really is. And I like the purple. Yeah, Yeah. I like purple.
2: Yeah, I mean, you didn't remember their names, which is why Uh, I thought you didn't have a favorite.
0: Orange is
1: my favorite color, so I always like the orange one. Okay, so Michelangelo.
0: I I also I do like Raphael because he's so sarcastic. Mm. He's kind of a jerk, and I kind of he is a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) The last. (laughs)
1: I saw the new movie where it's 3D animated and they tried to be all edgy and cool and the red one got ostracized or something yeah. like Rogue and started fighting crime yeah. and had an armored suit or something.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, uh, if you want, we can always do a sequel where I talk about the rest of my fun facts. <laughs>
1: can you give us a teaser
0: for some of those?
2: <laughs> Turtles don't have ears.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, I could have told you that. You just got to look at them. Well, I mean, they had this little like... They have like little...
2: There's a thin membrane. Yeah. yeah I like can tell you all about that. I can tell you all about that thing.
0: Do turtles have <laughs>
1: bones or does the shell... Well, obviously they have bones because they have footy johns. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man. They got bones. Yeah, they got bones. That is something we did talk about. Well, we didn't right. talk about it. The, we, were about we were told about it. We were told about it at turtle school. Right. Was, was that...
1: You no, know, You keep but, dunking on this turtle school, but, but it seems like you learned a lot at this place.
0: Maybe, kind of. Maybe kind we of.
2: secretly love turtle school. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Maybe we need to go back. Maybe it's a sitcom. (laughs) Turtle school. That's something we can work on? (laughs) (laughs) Do you still have that turtle costume, by the way? I
1: think I threw it, burned it.
0: What? What? You didn't burn it. It was about 20
1: bucks. If we really want another one, I can go buy one.
2: Wait. You didn't actually burn it, did you? Because that's kind of like a lunatic thing to do. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right, well, <laughs> good to know. I was going to say, because we could totally make a sitcom. We could. With, with turtles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think this whole podcast is going to take a, went, a whole it, new direction.
0: It went totally went into the sewers with the Ninja
2: Turtles. Oh, <laughs> a turtle pun.
0: <laughs> the
1: only turtle puns I think of use the word shell. And Yeah.
2: <laughs> so remember, everybody, turtles are great. They don't have ears. And wash your hands. What else we got?
1: Carry them in the direction they are facing if they're yes. crossing the road. Do not try and get clever and say, well, they're closer to this side. Maybe you just want to go back. No, no. They're going that way for a reason, people. Do it. And then don't buy turtles from pet stores. Yes. If you want to talk with us about turtles, come on. Give your own opinions on turtles. Suggest another random animal for us. She No. Not random. Suggest another beautiful, amazing animal for us to talk about for 50 minutes. Send us an email at BeKindPodcast at gmail.com. We'll be more than happy to have you on the show to talk about this animal or just talk about it vicariously for you here on the show. So, without further
2: ado, heroes on the half shell. to <laughs> Thank you for
0: listening to the be Kind Podcast. Central Pennsylvania